Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back from lunch. We are very excited today to have Gail Becker from Edelman. She's the chair of Canada, Latin America, and West Coast, and she is here to discuss... 2013 Global Entertainment Survey. I've already seen this presentation and it was really good. And so we're very, very delighted that she's here today to share it with all of you guys. So let's give her a hand. I was just told to keep my leather jacket on because it made me look cooler. So it's staying on for now. Thank you so much, Shoshana and Brian, and thanks everyone for having me here today. We began looking at how people share and consume entertainment for the last seven years. But this year, we did it a little bit different. Today, there is a more global mindset in the world. There is a more global economy. So it's only natural that entertainment also would have a more global ecosystem. So today, entertainment has gone global, and that is a lot of what we're looking at. Now, this study was done online, surveying 18 to 54-year-old consumers in Brazil, China, India, Germany, Korea, Turkey, the UK, and the US. We just did a survey in Mexico, which some of the findings we also added in. And again, for the last seven years, we've only been doing the US and UK, so we do have some tracking data for those countries. You'll see in the upper right-hand corner, either a globe or a country-specific flag. So let me give you a little bit of history. Back when we started the survey, we focused mainly on issues regarding piracy because back then that's what was really tormenting the industry. So much so that, no surprise to the folks in this room, the industry actually had to resort to suing its customers, which, by the way, is never a good PR play. Things then really moved rapidly. Social networks themselves became a source of entertainment, and the impact of multiple screens and multiple devices really led to new disruption and new entertainment experiences. We then moved into what we call the me era, which was really multimedia engagement, which was very personal. It had individual influence at its core. And this year, as I said, we explore the notion of entertainment gone global. In today's world, entertainment is not only global in origin, but also in viewership and reverberation, what we call visualtainment. It's a world where a 34-year-old Korean pop star made online video history when his viral video, Gangnam Style, became the first video ever to reach one billion views. Psy's success is really a great testament to the universal appeal of music and, of course, entertainment, where people consume content from all over the world. In fact, if you ask a lot of people, they don't even realize that the song is actually in Korean. So let's start with the survey. Here we see, we begin to see what people really want from entertainment. You see, and you can see that people, as a general rule, and again, these are global findings, they want an immersive experience. They want more engagement from and with the entertainment that they're consuming. Particularly of note is the first one, which you can see, watch more than one episode of my favorite TV show in one sitting, 88%. That's what we all know of as, as binge viewing. And what's interesting is that there was a recent Harris poll that said that this entire notion of binge viewing is actually due to the social importance of being caught up. Okay, and here's where you begin to see some of the country breakdown. Can everyone see that? 
Okay. Yeah, I, I see heads nodding in the back. Your eyes are better than mine. Okay. And what's interesting about what we found globally is how much it broke down along the lines of the developed versus the developing world. Look at some of the, the numbers, particularly in the developing parts of the world, Mexico, India, Brazil, and China. 85% of respondents in Mexico want to try new ways to interact with entertainment. 87% in India want access to additional online content related to my entertainment. 81% in Brazil also wanting additional online content related and the entertainment I'm watching. So as you can see, it's very interesting because the way that people consume entertainment really changes depending on what part of the world that you are from. Now, we are multitaskers, and we're also enhancers. So to enable that interaction, 7 in 10 enhance entertainment by simultaneously using another device, the consumer really being in control. Now, of the 96% who have simultaneously used another device, 51% do so always or most of the time. Now, who do these experience enhancers tend to be? They tend to be male. They tend to be college-educated, constant user of social media, and behavior is highest among those residing in India, Brazil, and China. So one of the most interesting findings this year was the notion of this visual attainment creating global connections. We asked people a series of statements, and we asked them, these are the global findings, and we asked them whether they agree or disagree. I'm going to read the first one. I'll let you read the others. Because of some of the entertainment content I have seen from all over the world, I feel humans are more connected than ever before. 67% agree globally. That's pretty significant in terms of entertainment being that global connector. I will let you read the rest except for the last one. And the last one is, in the past year, I have watched or listened to entertainment content in a language that I do not speak. Now, again, not surprisingly, what do we see? We see that the developing markets move very closely together. And we just finished Mexico last week, and Mexico is right in line with, their, with that as well. And that the developed world more, more than not disagree with that statement. Uh, where that might be surprising, that might not be surprising, but it's interesting because if you look, take at the U.S. for instance, 58% disagree with that statement, which means that 42% agree. Even 42% for the U.S. is a significant number. So we know that sharing is really fundamental to the entertainment experience. So much so that people are as likely to share information about entertainment as they are about themselves or their friends. This is, again, particularly true in the emerging parts of the world, like India, Brazil, China, and Turkey. Look at those numbers. More than news, more than your family, entertainment is right in there with their friends and yourself. We also know that useful, popular, and funny entertainment is shared around the world. India ranks the highest. The U.S. and the U.K. rank the lowest. Probably a lot of uh, societal and social implications there. And we know that globally, people are five times more likely to share positive experiences than negative experiences. And this was recently highlighted in a New York Times article that said this is the reason why we always see perfect vacations in Facebook. 
Okay. So we know that while entertainment can be universal, there are some differences depending on which country that you live in. And so we ask people, we ask them what, when asked, what device do you turn to most often for entertainment? And here's their answers. And as you can see, television still ranks very high with laptops very close behind. Uh, cell phones clearly number one in China uh, and Korea. Part of this, like in a country like Brazil, is 4G is not quite prevalent there yet. So it still takes a long time to download a video on a cell phone. So as the world evolves, as technology evolves, as things change, so will these numbers. But it is interesting to see. We ask the same question as it relates to, to content. Number one, in India, Turkey, you see those personal music entertainment devices. In the U.S. and U.K., you see online video. In Brazil and China, TV in the U.S. and U.K., online video in Brazil and China. And mobile apps for Korea, which is the highest consumption in the world. So we ask people, when you think about what constitutes an entertainment company, which companies come to mind? Now, everything that you've seen so far is shareable and tweetable. We do ask that you keep this next section, that, that you refrain from, tw- from tweeting the next section because uh, we do keep this uh, information confidential, but I thought you would all find it interesting. We ask people, open-ended, what do you find, what do you consider to be an entertainment brand? And as you can see, there are a lot of global entertainment brands. You have an interesting mix here. You see the list represents a mix of traditional entertainment companies, what some might consider to be more traditional tech companies. Uh, Google, Facebook, YouTube, all considered to be entertainment companies. Additionally, we see that in some parts of the world, people consider their device to be entertainment. The scores for Samsung came up so high in Korea and in India that it made the list of the top ten. So I broke down a couple countries for you, certainly not all of them, but in the U.S., we see a pretty traditional mix of what people consider to be an entertainment company. And as you know, we do have tracking data for this, so you can see some of the changes over the years. You can see the fairly dramatic rise of Netflix, which overtook HBO in terms of domestic subscribers last year. And this is obviously, you know, as a result of a lot of original content. You can also see that Unlike what we found in global, there's no Facebook, there's no Google. Those did not make our survey findings in the U.S. this year or in the last three. Now, here's in the U.K. In the U.K., you see fairly similar. You see Netflix and Love Film, which has had big marketing efforts in the U.K. You see that the BBC has fallen a bit. But due to entertainment packages provided by Sky, Virgin, and British Telecom. And here you see Turkey. And I do know there's a gentleman from Turkey in the audience today. There he is. But that's not why we included this slide. (laughs) We included this slide because Turkey was pretty indicative of what we saw in a lot of the emerging markets. What do you see? You see a lot of global brands. You see mostly global brands with a few toward the bottom. You see a few local brands in terms of being an entertainment company. Now, of all the emerging markets, there was one country where we did not see this. Anyone care to guess where that was? No, not Brazil. Did I hear a whisper of China? 
Okay, here's China. If I did hear a whisper, you'd be right. And what we saw in China was quite the opposite. You saw mostly local brands in China, right? With a few global brands toward the bottom. Then we asked specifically, okay, tell us online entertainment companies. And here is what you saw. YouTube obviously coming in first, followed closely behind by Facebook, Google, Netflix. And then you see some new... Uh, some new contenders. You see iTunes on there, ranking fairly high, not making the list at that level before. Here's what we found in the U.S. Netflix, obviously, again, on top, followed closely by Hulu. YouTube has fallen a bit in terms of online entertainment. As some of you may have known, they invested pretty heavily in uh, original content that didn't, uh, I don't think, uh, bore as much as that they would have liked. And iTunes making the list again this year. And here's the UK, which mirrors the US. Here I included Turkey again, as you can see, same phenomenon. In fact, every brand being global except one local. And now in China, again, China keeping pretty much in line with where they were before. But this will be very interesting to have tracking data on to watch next year and as, as more companies have easier access into China. Okay, what motivates consumers to buy entertainment? Well, recommendation from a real-life friend or family member. Yes, we were wise enough to use the the phrase real life, friend. Um, and as you can see, that was the biggest influencer, although still, recommendations from a connection or brand I like, 22%. Recommendation from someone I'm connected with, mostly through social media, but don't know personally, 22%. Those are still some pretty significant numbers. What drives entertainment? And as, what drives entertainment spending? And you can see a lot of these here, but I highlighted one because I thought it was really interesting. We were surprised to see it. A recommendation from or a connection to a brand or product I like was as influential in being a spending driver as positive reviews from a professional critic. That's kind of extraordinary particularly for brands, and we presented this to a lot of brands. And what it shows is that if brands do it right, if they're authentic, if they build the necessary relationships with their customers, they can be quite influential in terms of what entertainment they actually spend their money on. Okay. So the next two slides are the, are the final slides, and I actually think in some ways they're the most telling. So... This is for the U.S. As I said, we've tracked this for many years. And what does this slide show? That the drivers really for spending have remained pretty steady. Not much has changed, very little since 2011. The things that were important then are important today. Personal enjoyment of the entertainment, excellent visual or sound quality of the entertainment, the hours of enjoyment the entertainment will provide, so on and so forth. There are only two Elements, two factors that have changed dramatically, or significantly, I should say. And they are this the popularity of the entertainment and being one of the first to enjoy new entertainment. Why is that? Because of the social currency 
those two elements hold when it comes to entertainment consumption. Those are the only two things that have real social currency value, and as a result, they have been growing significantly over the last several years. So, in conclusion, what do we take away? Well, to the point I just made, we know that entertainment is a pretty powerful social media driver. That social currency matters, and it matters a lot. That the global definitions of what consumers, what people believe constitute an entertainment company has also shifted. And this means that there's really been opening up the field for new innovations, new innovators, and new players. That how people watch and consume and share entertainment has really changed. They're looking for more ways to engage with the entertainment, particularly from their favorite brands. And that visual attainment and socialization of entertainment really creates a global link. Emerging markets, more than anyone, is really leading the way, making entertainment a truly global connector. Thank you very much. And I think we have a few minutes for questions, if I'm, if I'm right, right? And I think we have some nice people here with microphones. Was this survey mostly around visual entertainment? In other words, this, video content as opposed to anything audio-music-oriented? We, we did not define entertainment. They defined it for themselves. We All the questions that we asked were asked about entertainment, and this is how they defined it. Right here? Uh-huh. Yes, we, you can go. I think it's on the, is it on the Edelman site? You can go to www.edelman.com, and you can get it there. I think it's on SlideShare. Mm-hmm. Try to wait for the mic. Yes? Can you comment more on professional criticism, especially with regards to shifting newsrooms in the journalism landscape? Yeah, I mean, I have to say it was actually, um, you know, in some ways it was surprising, in some ways not. So in terms of, you know, citizen journalism, sure, it made a lot of sense. But what was interesting, we had never made the connection between the brand before. That element was really new. And I think where that comes, I think it's more commentary on the power of a brand and the influence of a brand than it actually is about the shifting nature of the newsroom. Maybe a little bit, you know, you know, in terms of professional reviewers and so forth. But I think because brands have been, particularly over the last years, gotten a lot better at associating themselves, influencing, recommending, sharing entertainment, that they've also earned a lot more trust from the people who buy those brands. So it's a commentary on both, but I think probably a little bit more on the latter. Yes, hi. When you ask people about entertainment, Uh what do they flash on? Is it always video? I saw Facebook on there. Were they thinking of videos in Facebook, or is it interaction? What does entertainment mean to people? Well, it's a really good question, and we actually don't ask people to define what entertainment means to them. So, in other words, some people probably had music in mind. A lot of people, I think by the nature of how strongly online video, particularly in the emerging parts of the world, China and India, I think it's fair to guess that online video came up pretty strongly in terms of what they consider to be entertainment, particularly the prevalence of YouTube and, to your point, Facebook. But we did not, in this year's study, ask the question specifically. Now, 
in other years, we have asked people to define sort of the value for money proposition of, of entertainment. And when we did that, we did break it down for them. That data is probably two, three years old by now. So I think it would change fairly radically. Um, but this was a general entertainment, how people share and consume entertainment. But I think that the category is broad enough and the responses are broad enough that you could make some you know, pretty fair assumptions in terms of what content and specifically that they were speaking about. Yes. Did Instagram show up at all in any no. of your... No, no. Didn't. None of the other social mm-hmm. media. But if you invite me back next year, maybe maybe they will. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sort of the you know that is sort of the interesting thing. And this is again, this is the first year that we asked in so many countries. We only look, and obviously we can't go back now. Obviously, this will always be a global study moving forward. But in none of the countries did Instagram show up. But like for instance, um, the only place where. In a couple markets, um, Xbox came up. Like in Mexico, Xbox came up pretty strongly, and Latin America is a very large market for that. So you do see some regional and local nuances, but it'll be really interesting to see this data next year and the year after to that point. Oh, I have a nice little sign that says the end. So (laughs) thank you very much. I appreciate it.